And you're very welcome to Racing Only Better. As we look ahead to the weekend action, Sandown, Haydock and Leicester all to bring you a couple of races on Friday. We have strong opinions as well. And hopefully winners, winners, winners in the company of Mr. Kevin Quivine Blake. How are we, Kev? Quivine de Bloch, to give me my, my, full, my full name, Hugo. Uh, life is good. The sun is shining. It's 18 degrees in Golden. We know the sun always shines in Golden, but it's shining particularly brightly today. So life I'll tell is you good. what, it is beautiful. I was out for a walk this morning down by the seafront in my lovely county Wicklow, where I'm from here. And Tony Calvin would bring a smile to even your crusty old face. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you now, I've got to sell up and uh, buy something by the coast. Yeah, and obviously it's so invigorating, isn't it? Even for it's me. therapeutic. It's therapeutic. And I'm telling you this now: there's nothing like going and your your two to five shot gets beaten half a length, and you walk down with a seal. You forget all your troubles. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and then and then someone comes and fishes you out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen. No room for pessimism on this weekend's racing. Only better. We're all in good form. Dan Barber's not here to drag us down to his usual level, which is about three foot four. And we're all going to keep yourself with us. Start with Friday. We've two to talk about on Friday, right? Um, because Sandown, um, obviously, it's a massive winning for Sandown this week as well. And um, the Easter Cup, we should mention on Friday, um, uh, Tony Calvin. And um, just to give you the betting at the time of recording, which is Thursday evening, Blue Trail for Charlie Appleby, not to be confused with Native Trail. They both spell and pronounce their name differently. 11 to 4 favourite at the time of recording. Al Marmar for Andrew Balding at 11 to 2. You've got Ring of Barra at 6 to 1. Find for John and Teddy Gosling at 6 to 1. Uh, Wanice at 6 to 1. And it's how much you like about the rest. So, um, what about what about the. What about the 10 to 1 shot in the field. Oh, Herbert's reign for Richard Hannon and Ryan Moore. What do you like here, TC? Um, I've, I've backed, um, I backed Ring of Bearer or Ring of Barra, however you pronounce it. I backed it at eights and sevens, and I think it's still a fair price at sixes. Um, mm. uh, they think they quite a bit this horse. I mean, obviously, they went to very un, unrichy Jews, like right? they went to 200 grand to buy this as a yearling. Um, and he ran a cracker first time out. Ran Imperial Fighter uh, to two and a half lengths on their respected Dave's Goodwood. Obviously, Imperial Fighter is now rated 110. Obviously, you can't take that literally, but it goes to show what a good debut it was. Went to Fosslass, dotted up there. Uh, you know, it was it was heavy odds on there, but I thought the form had some, 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 uh, the, some form had substance. Uh, the third's come out and won his next two and is now rated 87. So I think a mark of 93. Gives his horse a, a you know a fair crack of the whip on his handicap debut. He that he actually went off eleven to one chance with the in the Tassels Group Three race um, on his final start. But for a six runner race, it was an absolute absolute farce. They raced in three pods of two, and he raced on the near side, um, and they finished uh, in the, they finished the last group. So he finished fifth or sixth. That's pretty much a, a throw out, but. On his earlier two starts, I think a mark of 93 is um, decent, and it sounds like um, Richard Hughes thinks he's uh, going to be a much better three-year-old, but then again, it costs 200 grand as a yearling, so he would say that, wouldn't he? But uh, no, I think six to one ring of beer at the time of recording on Thursday afternoon is fair. Probably spring of beer for Tony Calvin over this one-mile handicap race. What about yourself, Kevin Blake? Have you... Uh... An interest in this one. I do, actually. I'll tell you who I fancy. I fancy, fancy Odysseo or Odysseo. I'm not Odysseo. sure, how, I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it. But he is. But I tell you, I've been watching this horse from early. And like, uh, like this horse could be unbeaten in handicaps if things have gone slightly different. He's won four out of six. He could have won the whole lot. Like he started off off a very low base. He got like, uh, he really should have won a Kempton today. He got short headed by, by my Dubawi. And just basically everything went wrong on, on his season of return this year at Sudden when he finished third. 
But um, they, they sent him to Wolverhampton last time, and it was a hot little race now for Wolverhampton. There was a few sexy types in there now for, from kind of big connections, and he shouldn't have been anywhere near him because he got wiped out in the first turn and ended up getting a wide spin, uh, and he's finished off really well and, and nipped them all close home. And I, I, that was the standout performance on the clock all that night. You know, I think that is strong form, and I couldn't believe the handicapper only put him up three pounds. And look, he's, he looks exposed relative to some of these now, obviously. He's had nine runs, but he's definitely still on the up. He has to prove he can do it on turf, but, you know, the, his three, the, the, the few times we've seen him on turf or, you know, his qualified runs to get a mark, I wouldn't be reading too deeply into it. So I think the price is fair. He has to prove that he's as good on turf, but there's no reason to suggest that he won't be. Um, you know, he's well drawn. I just he's a, He went off a big price the last time now, considering everything and it's going to go off a big enough price again here and I'd be quite sweet in him Hugh I really like this horse now she's a good mover tries hard and he just wins a lot which is always good 17 to 2 each way price as well lovely lovely that'd be nice if it came in nice if it came in okay so this yo it is for Kevin Blake then in the Easter Cup Tony you wanted to mention the 3 o'clock here um, alcohol free is uh, your odds on favourites it's the Metro 65 mile it's the Group two contest here at three o'clock on the card on Friday. Alcohol free, obviously a former group one winner in the, was it the Sussex Stakes the one that she won last year? Um, must, um, Matassa Beck for Charlie Hill, 72. Sunray Major, five to one. Lights on 12. It's happy to like about the rest here. And the favourite's going to be hard to beat, Tony, is she not? Yeah. Even despite the fact that we saw her during the week taking a bite out of Oshin Murphy, which is never uh, a good thing to do. Um, but do you like her or do you like something against her? Um. I think um, this could be a, a wise guy, smart ass move in reverse here. Um, I always work two days in advance when I'm doing my betting and, and tipping for ITV cards. Um, when the betting came up for this, uh, alcohol free was four to six and four to seven, uh, and that just looked a ludicrous price. Um, you know, she's ten pound clear on, on official ratings here, um, but you know, she, she's wearing a first time hood, first time up, which must get the alarm bells ringing, and apparently. They're looking at settling her back um, in a bid to uh, maybe go sprinting with her. So, you know, this is a, a, a dual Group 1 winning filly in a Group 2. So it wouldn't be the end of the world if she got beaten here uh, before going on to, you know, the highest grade again. The, the problem is everyone's kind on to this. It's five to six in the marketplace now. It's edging. She's edging towards two to uh, even money on the exchange. So, yeah, you wouldn't be laying her at even money. But, I mean, my angle into the race was lights on. Um, again, she was 22 25 to one first time. Uh, when the, the lights are on, but there's nobody home, Tony. They say that about me a lot, <laughs> right? <laughs> the lights are on, but there's nobody home, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Pipe down, down in the back. Not well, on, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to wake up and see you standing at the end of the bed anyway. I, I know that much with the lights on or off. <laughs> Right, go on, make the case for life. Don't be throwing me now. You, you, <laughs> I, won't, I won't say what I was going to call Don't it. say it. Don't say anyway, it. Don't no, say it. Um, no, I, I backed lights on each way at uh, 16 to 1. Didn't get the fancier prices. Uh, the simple fact is, I think she's the second best horse in the race on official ratings. One first amount last season. We like the ground. Uh, did a column with Ryan that's on betting, uh, betting.bet for at the moment. And he said she's been going really nicely at home. And it sounds like he might have had a hand in bringing her here for a very small field group too, rather than go to Newmarket next week. So you know, it's it's one of these races. Al alcohol free should be winning this. Doing hands, she should be. I think you've got be. if you've got the place angle on on your side with lights on, um, and she's still twelve to one, which is 
fair, but that's a base price for me. Uh, and I'll be looking a higher, higher back to about the favourite as well. And uh, the Betfair Sportsbook prices aren't up at the time of uh, recording. But if you can get five to one plus lights on without the favourite as well, I think that might be worth a, a small tickle as well. So lights on each way with me and maybe lights on without the favourite. Right, get- okay, lovely. Good stuff. Good way to play. Before we leave Friday, Kevin, um, you interviewed Ryan Moore this week uh, on the Betfair social channels. If you missed it ahead of the, the flat season, did he mention River Thames was uh, running in the three thirty-five one at um, that one last time out? I don't know where. Um, at Punchestown. Punchestown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what, what kind of a vibe did he give about River Thames, or did he say? I'm quite good. I think it's fair to say. I mean, he seems yeah. to like him a lot, and I like this horse a lot as well. Actually, like like back in September, like there was only. Um, at that stage, like Bally Doyle might have only had, I think, two or three Colts that had won first time out. Like they're all needing a run generally. Um, so like I, I was impressed at the time that he was able to run down changing of the guard who'd had a couple of runs uh, and he's since come out this season and looks looks a nice horse himself. Uh, and River Thames was able to run him down. Um, the, the, the one slight little concern that I have is when we were down in Bally Doyle for the media morning there three weeks ago. Um, River Thames was on the easy ever so was on the easy list. He just had a stone bruise like the day before, so it obviously didn't hold him up that much. Given he, mm-hmm. he's back now, but I suspect you know with Aiden with, with a horse that's had just one run at, at two, he's he's often like very keen to get runs into them quickly. You know, if they're going to be a Derby horse, they want them to run twice. So it, it might have been a small. I'm speculating, but it might have been a small rush to get him here. Um, so I'd say whatever he does here, he'll step up from it. But um, he's, he's a lovely horse now. I'm looking forward mm. to seeing what he can do. Yeah, and, reading, uh, yeah sorry. Uh, reading between the lines, I was speaking to Ryan. I think this is horse is a, a, a better model than United Front, who finished fourth at Epsom on Tuesday. He did mention the, the setbackers, but uh, but he did say he thought the favourite was beatable, even though it's you know Group 1 form in France. But he said... Mm. He said, look at those Etnam run, and he, he thought the favourite might be beatable for all Appleby could win with anybody, anything. At the well, moment. I, I just give, give you a line on that Group 1 form, because I, I know the race well, because um, Buckaroo was fortunate. It was an absolute farce of a tactical race. They went very steady, and Gold Spur was there. He, he was up force, you know, sitting on that steady pace. So, by while he was bang there in the finish, it just might not be reflective. Uh, of You might have flattered him a little bit, basically. Yeah, and he okay. wasn't he wasn't overly impressive in the Zetland, so could no. well be could well be flattered at five to four, eleven to eight. Excellent. Okay, keep an eye, River Thames, uh, on the day Friday. Let's move on to Saturday. We do have a money back special to tell you on Saturday, but it comes in Haydock and the two hundred five. Uh, money back is a free bet if your horse doesn't place in the 205 at Hayback up to £10 on the Sportsbook on the Exchange. I'll remind you to that when we come to it. Sand down the 150 over the fences and hurdles, gentlemen. A national hunt meeting at Sand down the 150 on the card we're going to talk about. It's a two mile novice handicap hurdle. Napper's Hill for Paul Nichols is your seven to two favourite here. Headlaw, John Joe O'Neill at nine to two uh, behind him. Then you've got Whiz Kid. Again, people say that about me. Not anymore, but when I was younger. 13 to two. Alongside Boom Bond for Dan Skelton, 13 to two. And Dibble Decker, uh, 15 to two. So how would you like about the rest? Right. Um, kick us off here, please. What are you laughing at, Tony Calvert? I'd love kid? to hear the top 10 nicknames you've had throughout your... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Starting with shit when I was about three years of age. Oh, I, I was going to start with another four-letter word at number one. You're a dreamer. Right, okay, DC. A two-mile novice handicap hurdle here. Um, it, it looks reasonably open. Um, yeah. Seven to two, the favourite here. What have you spotted, please? Um, I like Hasty Parisian. Um, 
the Betfair Sportsbook are ducking him a bit at 16s, but I think they're right to. You can get bigger elsewhere. But, you know, this horse is four pound out of the handicap and, you know, he's got a, he's obviously got a fair bit to find. But I was quite taken by his run behind Boom Boom last time. Maria opposes here. Um, I thought that was a, a good run. I think that was a getting him back on track because he got absolutely cue-balled at, um, at Sandown previously. He got a horse came across him. And not the jockey off. I mean, it's 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 class as an unseat, but he literally just got brought down. So I thought that was good to get back on track. He's a course and distance winner. Uh, the ground will suit. I, I like horses that you know progress throughout their racing because this horse only had his race course debut in December. And uh, of course, um, our old friend Milton Harris um, is absolutely still in an unstoppable form. Five of his last nine runners have won. He's had an unbelievable Grade One winning season. And um, the, the really interesting one as well, to add to that, is um, he puts first-time cheap pieces on the horse. Now, he's, his first-time cheap pieces record isn't isn't better than his overall strike rate, but it's still fourth and 20, uh, and it's still 20%. So that, that's that's a good sign. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, Milton Harris trained uh, the family, and uh, he trained um, the full sister uh, to win uh, three times in cheap pieces this time uh, last year. So... Mm-hmm. If he if he knows what he's if he knows he the knows family, how to get the job done, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, he's uh, twenty to one plus uh, each way. I I really take him. I mean, the, the stable form is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. You know, it's Charlie Appleby like well, ish. Did you um, speaking of nicknames? Did you see the, the clip of the two boys in New Zealand on the radio show talking about the, the best nicknames of all time? And this one guy, the one of the lads knew he had one leg shorter than the other, and his nickname was the Sniper's Nightmare. <laughs> 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 oh Jesus, Kev! How do you like it? The one fifty. It's a sniper's nightmare. <laughs> no, there, there was a late hit or TC, was it? <laughs> oh God! Um, right, come on, give us, give us, you, give us I, your fancy, Kev. I, I like the I like the cattle horse, the whiz kid. Um, I'm not whiz. Yeah, for, for Richard Newland. Um, look, it's slightly chancy one. Look, he, he was a good horse in the flat. He was uh, he was near enough listed class in the flat, and uh, he 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 won two smaller races over hurdles um, earlier this season. They threw him into kind of much much more competitive company at Aintree last time, and he ran very well considering his jumping was fairly. <coughs> Yeah, hit and miss now might might even be being kind to it. But look, that was the first really competitive experience he had over hurdles as such. Um, he'd had a spin around behind Constitution Hill when he finished tail off. He, he won easily um, his next two. And this was his first proper competitive race. So I'm hoping he'll learn from it and take it forward and, and be a little bit more fluent this time. Because if he can jump better, I'd say he's definitely handicapped to go well in a race like this. So okay, I'll take my lovely. chance on Whizkid. Where's Quaid uh, for Kevin and then and two at uh, bigger prices? Hasty Parisian being the main one for Tony Calvin to consider. Uh, the 225, gentlemen, we shall move on, is the Oaksy Chase. It's two miles seven, grade two contest. Mr. Fisher is in the mix here at 13 to eight. Short price favourite, St. Calvados, who promised so much this season, is completely and utterly disappointed every time he's taken to the track. Um, nuts well, three to one. You've got Earn River um, for the Kent. So it's a four-runner field, nice and short and sweet. Is Mr. Fisher... A backable 13 to 8, Kevin Blake, or is he a lay and something else? Don't tell me St. Calvados. I'm finished with him. 
Uh, what a horrible race this is. He would be very hard to have a strong view in it. Um, and I don't, but I better give a mention to Earn River because I, I, I recall Dan was was very sweet on him going into Aintree and unfortunately he fell before wow. things got really serious. Mm. Um, look, that was a novice chase. He's into open company here. Um, so look, it's a, it's a big ask, but the three against him are kind of so dodgy for especially Mr. Fisher and St. Calvados in terms of yeah. their likelihood to give their running. You know, they're very hot and cold. So like it wouldn't be a shock if Erden River could make an impact in a race like this. But yeah, horrible nightmarish race to, to have a strong view on. In right, up your, anyway. right up your street, TC, a forerunner grade two novice chase. <laughs> well, well, I would, open yeah. chase even, yeah. <laughs> open well, chase. I, well, I would say Mr. Fisher's got an excellent record outside of Grade One Company. Um, was only beaten a neck by Frodon in this race last year. But you know the downside is obviously he's been running badly. He's got a six-pound penalty, and his propensity to hit one is just just bang there all the time. I mean, he's been going well on a couple of occasions when seemingly running poorly and pulled up this season. But it's because he after he hits one and he does belt them, he just seems to down tools. But if and we all know what if means. Uh, yeah. If it gets a blemish-free round, then seven to four is probably a fair price in this kind of race. But you'll just don't watch the race if you back him because if, if he hits one, you're probably done. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, we'll move on then. I mean, it's not much better in the uh, three o'clock the celebration chase, which is um, over two miles. Um, it's the three o'clock on the card here. Nubanegra, who missed Cheltenham, of course, um, would be interesting to see how he would have gone against the likes of Energamine, but he didn't obviously run uh, six to four here. Uh, Granatine is 13 to eight, so very little to choose between them. Even though you've got So Royal for Alan King at seven to two, Rouge fifth for Paul Nichols 12s, and Sky Pirate is 33 to one. So again, it's a nice, a short field, uh, Tony Calvin. I take it you don't have a, a particularly strong view, or do you in this race? No, um, obviously Granatine, Sand, no record, marks him out. Paul's probably had this in racing mind as soon as he ran badly in Ireland. Um, no, he's owned by a good friend of mine, Chris Giles. So I'm probably going along to Sandown on Saturday. Um, so hopefully he wins for that because um, okay. he's a very rich man and he buys quite a lot of drink. Great. <laughs> great. Well, if he doesn't win, you can just leg it home and you can have a bottle of wine back at home from the local cash and carry. What about you, Kev? Um, I, I, I think Nuba Negra should go and win, shouldn't he? He's coming here I think fresh. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's coming in fresh. Look, when he's good, he's very good. Like he, he probably should have won a champion chase last year. Um, just uh, when wasn't it? he stumbled at the last and uh, finished off really well? Um, a little bit disappointing. Well, a shade disappointing last time we saw him at um, in the in the Tinkle Creek, but he's better than that. It was interesting. They were going to run him. They certainly had him in the the Melling Chase up in trip, and they decided not to go. And uh, look, I think their patience has probably been rewarded here. Like they've got a great shot of winning the Grade One here. Um, it, it's it's not the strongest, and plenty of these have been busy, so are, are coming in off a of disappointment. So, um, yeah, Nube Negra, but God, not a bullish yeah. shout either. You <laughs> buyer beware, buyer beware. The last at Sandown, gents, is the three thirty two. Uh, it's the Bet three six five Gold Cup. Oh yes. Three and a half miles. Um, and Rillo for Paul Nichols, your seven to two favorite here. Kitty's Light for Christian Williams, four to one. Wing My Wings, the Scottish national winner who's been hammered by the handicapper, but rightly so, at five to one. Phlegmatic, seven to one. Musical Slave, nines. And how much you like about the rest? Deep enough field here. And again, you can make a case for quite a few of these. I don't know. I mean, I, okay, first of all, Kevin Blake, I'd be prepared to give Wing My Wings a, a shot here, even despite the rise from 140 to 154. 
which is like, you know, a heck of a rise for what she did at the National, but um, she was so impressive there. What do you think? Yeah, look, it wouldn't be something I'd normally do now, but I've and it's not just out of pure loyalty because she's been very good in yeah. recent starts. But, you know, like I thought she won the, the Eider very well, which is why I liked her in the Scottish National off her revised mark. But she was like, to me, she improved significantly in the Scottish National. Like she was even better. And like, again, she got to the front probably way sooner than Rob James would have liked. She was just going so well and jumping so well. She just ended up getting there kind of after four yeah. out. And I, I think she'll actually be suited by the shorter trip. You know, I know some will put the, her improvement down to coinciding with marathon trips, and it might to an extent. But I think this is just the mare that, that's really on the march, that, that's really just thriving. Um, I think am I, at the half mile shorter will actually make Rob James's job a little bit easier. He might be able to hold on to her for a little bit longer. Look, she's gone up a stone, which is a rare thing in British racing. Um, but she did earn every ounce of it, you know, beating a, a, a Kitty's Light, who had very strong claims himself and is going to have strong claims again here on revised terms. But I think in terms of the two of them relative to each other, based on what we saw at air uh, and before that, I think the drop and trip is going to suit Win My Wings a lot more than it will suit Kitty's Light who I think is a real slogger and a, a real stamina. Um, that That's his strength. So I look, I don't think like he, he's not going to be going off Fav or anything like that, but I just think it might be worth taking the chance and, and win my wings. You know, Rob James, one of the best value seven pound claimers anywhere. Yeah. Um, I think she's just, she's, she's thriving and, and we'll stick she with is. her while, she, while, she, while she's going so well. I'm with you. I'm with you all the way, Gav. Win my wings uh, for me. Tony Calvin, do you agree or are you think that, that the handicap rise is maybe just too much for her on this race? No. Um, when we did waiting at the time, I said on the, on the Monday after the Saturday performance, I said we're looking at a minimum £12 rise there. So I don't think anybody can quibble with a stone going up a stone. That It was it was quite a devastating performance. I mean, the trainer's making noises about she's a small mare to give her so much weight away. Um, maybe the right-handed factor is is an issue, even though she won at, uh, at Exeter. So, yeah, I mean, I think you are, if you're taking her on, on grounds that she's got up a stone, I think you I think you could be mistaken. But, I mean, I, I've gone elsewhere. I've gone for the I best bet. handicapped horse in the race. Yeah. Slave. I was going to put him up on Tuesday, uh, 16 to 1, but the price went before I could uh, put my column up. Uh, but I think 9 to 1 with the sports for now, I think it's very fair. Um, he's £7 well in after beating the Haydock Core Specialist on card last week. That was in first time cheap pieces. So, um, and, and this horse has always got uh, you know, potential to, to do that kind of thing. He, he went off six to one for a sky bet last year after a very eye catchy run on good ground at Newbury. So, yeah, I think if the cheap pieces have the same effect uh, on Saturday, uh, then he's clearly weighted to go very, very close here. He's a course winner. The only other thing about him is he he's obviously got the quick turnaround and he can hit one. Um, but I think his jumping has been a lot better recently. And the Haydock performance last week suggested this trip is well worth well worth looking at. So uh, I think musical slave win only for me. The other one I think is a massive price. It's a horse that got beaten 24 lengths by Win My Wings at Air last time. And that was Fidux. Now Fidux probably didn't stay there. Uh, Jacob said he was, you know, pretty much legless uh, late on and didn't didn't stay there. But I think so. The drop back in trip is going to suit, uh, and it's worth noting he, he was coming off a four months break at Air, and they dropped in two pounds for him. He's now back on his winning mark. He's got form at this course, including at this meeting, 
He'll love it, like I say, he'll love the ground, and he's back on his last winning mark. So 25 to 1 with the sports book, currently the standout price in the industry. Uh, I think fit up each way four places is is a more than able saver. But musical slave win products each way for me in this race. Lovely. Okay, great. That uh, leaves Sandown, gents, and back to the flat, if you don't mind. Haydock, the 205 that I mentioned is uh, the Betfair money back special here. So it's a free bet. Um, if your horse does not place in this race, up to £10 on the Sportsbook and the exchange. So it's a free shot here. Seven furlong handicap, better known as the Great Shevington handicap. Um, Al Reb is your 92 favourite. Boardman, 11 to 2 at the time of recording Thursday evening. Udalali for Andrew Balding is at 13 to 2. Silver Samurai for Marco Body at 7 to 1. You've got Roskalin at 15 to 2. Goya Cheka, who we mentioned the last time, but only finished ninth at 15 to 2, and so on down uh, the betting. Right, Tony Calvin, in the great Shevington handicap, what is your selection? Um, I've had a good go on this, actually. I'm going to be lovely. Yeah. Up, I can get some more on. Um, oh, this is us, 25 to 1. Oh, the old legend. Each way, four places with the sports book. Now, it's the old handicapper trick again. He, he gets me into so much trouble dropping these horses quickly, but he dropped this horse 12 pounds. Um, for 12th season, and you know, he's been running in really competitive races. Just last week, he ran in the Spring Cup at Newbury. Um, yeah, I mean, like, and, and if he if he returns to the form that he was in this time last year when we ran an Ascot race, listed race, and he went on to win the Diamond Stakes. So, of a mark of 93, he will absolutely shit in here. Obviously, there are doubts about his current form, but he takes a while to you know to get fit. He, he won fifth, uh, fifth time out last season. This is his fifth start of the campaign. Uh, and, you know, he's got the ground in his favour. He's got the handicap mark. So I look further into it, and the Haydock form actually just seals the deal. Now, he's won, he's won, he's run twice at Haydock, both over seven furlongs. He's won a listed race in one of those. And back in 2017, which probably gives an idea about how old he is, so that's another <laughs> concern, he would finish second in this very race off a mark of 109 in 2017. He's now racing off 93, and it's not like, you know, you go back and have a look at the 2021 uh, 20, form. He, he, they've given him an enormous chance here, and anything bigger than 20 to 1 is, is getting my attention. Oh, this is... 25 by. to 1. 25 to 1. Strong case and argument. From Tony Calvin for oh this is us for Richard Hannum with Tom Mark and Bucket as well in the uh, in the saddle here. Kev, disagree if you dare. Um, I, I wish Tony the best now because I love that horse. It'd be great to see him win again. Um, Boardman is the one I like. Uh, Tim Easterby. Um, you know, quite a simple case. Look, he really kind of hit form this time last year. He, he won three in a row, went up to a mark of 96 and went off the boil a little bit, retreated back down the weights to 90, which was his last win a mark. Um, his record when fresh is kind of you know patchy at best. Um, so it was it was encouraging to see him run so well at Red Car on his comeback. He finished kind of fourth, never nearer. And I'd say he'll sharpen up from that. Uh, last year he took a giant step forward from first run to second. Um, don't he won't need to make his biggest step up here, but I'm hoping he'll come forward some bit. Um, and look, he's he's won over course and distance before, albeit on quite different ground. And um, I'd be hopeful he'll run a big one. Lovely. Okay. Great stuff, gents. That's uh, Haydock, Moneyback Special. Leicester, 245. Last race we're going to talk about on the card on Saturday. It's uh, the 245, and it is a seven furlong list of stakes. It's the EBF King Richard III to give it its full title. Oh, and we're down to three. We have an on-runner in. Do we? Yeah. Ed Drack is down as an on-runner on what I'm looking at. Right, okay. 
It's down, down to three to already. Lord. Down to three. Three horse race. Six to five. Path of Thunder. Happy Power eleven to four, and Aratus is seven to two. Pick one of those three lads for the crack. I love Happy Power. Happy Power is a mighty horse. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, had huge regard for him for a long time. He's, he's not a, a superstar, but he won a Group Two in his pomp, and uh, he just brings it every time he turns up. He, he's versatile. Um, and he just tries hard. You know, he's been to Saudi already this year. He's come back and run a super race at Wolverhampton. I thought it was, I thought it was a big effort. First run of the all-weather in his life. And he kind of ran to 110, you know, and just going down to, to Tinker Toy. Um, so back on turf, trip, the suit that suits him well. You know, track that should suit him well. He's just better than these. You know, they, they, he's got two kind of progressive rivals against him, but they're, they're not at his level yet. Um Despite what official ratings might tell you, you know, Happy Power was a, a 115 horse not so long ago. And uh, I think he can get back to something like that. And he's tactically versatile, all that crack. So I'll be cheering on Happy Power, Hugh. He's a great horse. Love Happy, a bit of Power. Happy yeah, Power. Yeah, I, I like him too. I'm with you. I like him too. And I hope he wins this. I won't be having a bet in it. But um, um, in a three horse race, he seems uh, a reasonable price. Tony Calvin, three horse race. You having a break? Are you having a bet? <laughs> no, although, although happy power is the most obvious pace angle into the race, so I can see where you're coming from. But um, yeah. having a bet in a free runner race at Leicester, go and get go and get your head seen too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Um, <laughs> right, you'll okay. Be a, you'll be having a bet in a free runner race at Leicester then, because you definitely need your head seen yeah. too. Right? You'd, you'd utilize, utilize the power of happiness and back happy power. Come yeah, on. It depends how my Saturday's going. Yeah, <laughs> Tony's totally facial well. expression. <laughs> What? Happiness. happiness. What? what is happiness? Spell that for me. Okay, gentlemen, well done. That's the cards covered Friday and Saturday. And plenty to get stuck into there. Um, all that remains is for your naps, please. Dan Barber is not with us. Um, he has given us a nap, though. It's in uh, his kidney's life in the same race, obviously, as um, Win My Wings. So um, it's Sandown, isn't it? So kidney's life running at Sandown in the Gold Cup there at the 332. I'm going to go against him. I'll just give you mine because I'm going against him. I'm going with Win My Wings as my nap for the weekend. So uh, me or Dan, up to you. But I'm leading the table by £585, listeners. So, you know, make up your own minds. No pressure. Go with the winner. Tony Calvin, what's your nap, please? Tossing out between um, Belinda Carlisle's former lover, <laughs> Milton Harris, uh, and Pasty Parisian. Um, no, but I'm going to go with, oh, this is us. It's probably going to be my biggest bet at the biggest prices of the weekend. Yeah, so, fine. yes, true to myself. Oh, this is us. Win only. 205. Paid off. Win only at 25 to 1. I love that sheer balls out of the bath. Kevin Blake, yourself. I'm going to join you, Hugo. Win my wings. We, we, oh. I, think we were, I think we were together the last time uh, we she, are. she ran, so we will join we, up again. Um, but Odysseo tomorrow um, would, would be right up her right up her tail now for me. So uh, win right. my wings will do for me. Win only, Hugh. We you're, a, you're a right yeah. Jason and Kylie combo, aren't you? With this no, we're, we're, we're the Telman Louise of the Racing Only Better podcast. We hold hands and jump off the cliff together. Come what may, Tony <laughs> Calvin. Come what Jason may. and Kylie, you are. <laughs> Jason and Kyle. Uh, spin I want to tell you, baby, all the things I'm going through. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Racing only better. Running back special once more. Hey, dot two hundred five as a free bet if your horse fails to play. So have a shot. Hopefully, our naps land. And if it does, if Tony Calvin's nap lands, we all back it. We are going to Vegas, baby. Right, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the racing. Wait in on Monday. Talk to you soon.